Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Sports. My name is Michael Raziel. This is the show where I get to talk about sports, I get to talk about business, and I get to talk about everything in between. Today, my incredible guest, I have Adam Salazar. He's the CEO and founder of Player Pager. Adam, how you doing today, man? I'm great. I'm on for the love of sports, so no complaints. Honestly, has your, I have to assume your career's peaked at this point, right? Is there really any? How much higher could you possibly get? I mean, it's, down, it's definitely downhill from here after yeah. this morning. Sorry, yeah. man. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I wish I did this a little later in your career. That way, you know, you could kind of uh, talk to your grandkids and grandkids, grandkids. But I don't, I don't know, man. I think this is uh, this is downhill. Let's sell our Adam Salazar stock while we still can't. Now, <laughs> right. excited very much to talk about the player pager, uh, what you guys have been able to build uh, over the last what half a decade now, if I'm not mistaken. So you've been doing a lot of cool stuff. The app. It is uh, available now. It's also, it's just such a cool, cool project. And I'm very, very grateful that I get to have you on. Shout out to our good friend Ross for doing what he does, of course. And I'll make sure, again, you'll you'll give me all the links and everything so people can check out the website. They can download the app. They can send it to their kids. They can send it to their friends who have kids. The whole thing, we'll get into it. But Adam, first question I have for everybody um, for the love Mm -hmm. of sports is, why do you love sports so much? Yeah, great question. I, I spend some time thinking about this. And you know what? I, I've decided that my, my, the reason I love sports has changed. When I was a kid, I just loved the passion and the winning and rooting for a team. And I remember crying when the New York Rangers lost to the Islanders and the Mets. And I was with, when I was a kid, I was a huge Dodger fan from like my father's Brooklyn Dodger connections and um, the Jets. I, so I cried a lot as a kid yeah, I a lot. for losses. And so I, when I was a child, it was just the unbridled passion for a team and rooting for players and just wanting to win, right? But like as I've gotten older and as I've worked in sports media and stuff like that, I maybe jaded is a word as far as like, you know, professional teams and stuff like that. I think now I really love what I love the most about sports is like the personal stories. And, um, I, you know, I've been around the high school athlete a lot, getting scholarships. So like I really just love knowing a kid or seeing a kid who's come from high school, no scholarships, gone, you know, playing in, in the NCAA, playing in the professional leagues, you know, in the NFL. Like, I just love the story. So I find myself rooting more for individual kids and athletes. Obviously, I sold my teams. I'm a Mets fan. I'm a stupid Syracuse alum. So I love, I root Syracuse. Um, but, but I, I think that might, it shifted to, to more personal stories from just the traditional root for my team, root for the laundry to win. Yeah, and that is one thing. I'm, as you can see, wearing my Mets sweatshirt as we speak. So, of course, I'm going to root for the laundry every time. But it is true, like how much, especially over the last, I would say, five to 10 years, like it used to be the superstars. What were they doing? We kind of know what Michael uh, Jordan's up to. We know what Kobe Bryant's doing. We know what Shaq's doing. We know what Joe Montana's doing. But now you can kind of find out what, like, the backup offensive guard is, you know, what their story is because social media and the internet has allowed us to do that because video has been become such an impactful medium that all of these guys that have real legitimate stories, you get the opportunity. And I obviously love the stories, right? I, I got into podcasting by interviewing Olympic athletes on their story and path to the games. If you want to hear incredible stories, I mean, what those men and women do, you know, a for the United States, but B what they go through to get there. It's just absolutely electric, uh, and it, it's just so, so, so impactful hearing those stories, and we have all these opportunities to do it now, right? And it, it's not difficult, you know, thankfully for this medium, for many others as well. And I guess that's kind of where, 
and and I think it is funny again you bring up stories and and you know we're going to talk a little bit about your time in the film industry right you spent some time with NBC you did some stuff uh, with PBS right that's some of those mm-hmm. documentaries and we'll get to that in a second but I guess with that did you did you get into the film industry because of sports or was it just the story aspect and I guess when did those kind of lock their hands together and say Adam you could have been doing this the whole time where you been yeah, um, I did not get into into entertainment show business because of sports. I actually had decided to move to California, and I got a job at Disney Studios getting coffee on like crappy sitcoms, right? right? Like, and I love those sitcoms. I don't mean to speak badly. Well, which the sitcom I was it? So my first job was a Henry Winkler pilot called Monty for a, a, what was then a fledgling Fox network like not Fox News, yeah. Fox Channel 5 network. And and Henry Winkler played a Rush Limbaugh type kind of buffoonish right wing character who had a radio show. And it was, uh, it was, I loved it. I loved everyone there. It was a great experience. It didn't do well. It was his return to TV after Saturday, after uh, Happy Days, excuse me. And uh, so I, it was like my first entry job. And um, there were great people on that show, great people in that cast as well that went on to huge fame. Jack Black was in there. David Schwimmer was in there. Like, there was a, a ton of people. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. All these, like, before they were famous folks. Um, but so then I worked for Disney Studios for, like, five years in L.A., just working my way up the production ladder. Decided to move back to New York City. I was from Manhattan originally. Got a, ended up getting a loft in Brooklyn, shooting an indie film like a 1970s Shaft and Superfly meets Starsky and Hutch called Fat Cats, which was um, uh, an epic journey in my life. Um, and then I got frustrated with like the distribution, um, um, you know, seg- portion of that journey and realized that I didn't have the budget for the marketing and the film festival submissions. And I was like, man, this is a TV show and everyone liked it as much as they seem to like this indie film. I would have sold it. So then, you know, in my infinite wisdom and partial naivete, I was like, I'm going to go out and just start following high school athletes in Brooklyn, New York, playing high school football, because I know there's great stories. And I know that our Brooklyn people are sending athletes to major football schools every year on scholarship, but everyone thinks we only play basketball here. So that's when I started really like loving the, the personal story of it all. Because I got to know these kids that are just, you know, they're great kids. They're working. They're super hardworking. They're a lot of them are up against a lot of odds stacked against them. And, you know, they're just undaunted. They just keep working and keep trying to, you know, get their grades right and get exposure for scholarships. And, you know, a lot of them don't. But it's the dream. It's the carrot that keeps them, you know, on the right path and growing. And hopefully they'll go to college or, you know do something better with their lives as opposed to just, you know, mm-hmm. messing around in the streets or whatever. So uh, that's kind of how I ended up there. And that's really, I think was the beginning of like kind of turning that I was mm-hmm. more interested in the personal stories. Yeah. And I think that's it. And, and we're seeing, I mean, you were at the forefront of an entire industry essentially, right? Like we're seeing last chance you yeah. we're seeing, right. you know, all these like series documentaries that kind of follow along different people and players. Uh, I think QB one is another one where they follow some Mm -hmm. of those, you know, top high school recruits out of, you know, specific States, which is incredible. And 
So you were literally doing this. You you have already yeah. done. And now just because of of the the distribution, the thing that you hated the most, now you can go to a streaming service and they're just like, st- a show? Right. Here's $100 million. Go make it for us, right? Like you were just a little ahead of your time, I guess. You know, it's it, worked. I, it all worked out. You're here now. You're here I now. Did. You peaked. So it's cool. I made it to the show. Absolutely. Uh, I definitely was ahead of my time in that regard. And I love those shows. Last Chance You. QB1. I'm a fan. I watch them all. I think they do a great job. Friday Night Lights too. Like all those shows, I, I love them. Uh, I, you know, I was a weird thing because I was dealing with the uh, New York City public schools. So eventually the New York City public schools kind of realized that there was somebody with a camera filming yeah. them and putting their kids on TV. And then they were like, hang on, hang on. No, people can't sell ads against our kids. Like, so, and I, I was like, okay, I totally get it. So they ended up saying, you can do this. We like what you're doing. We appreciate that you're giving good publicity to our programs and our kids, but you have to do it on the New York PBS network. So I ended up, I was great. So we did, we ended up doing eight seasons of programming um, on a couple networks, MSG Varsity and Channel Picks 11. And then predominantly after that on um, the New York PBS station. So it was great. Um, you know, I couldn't, it couldn't really go beyond that without a ton of, New York bureaucracy, navigating all of that, Department of Education and stuff like that. So, um, but it was great. And, and, you know, I was able to get some, I had to get my own sponsors as well. So I was, found myself selling sponsorship packages which I had no experience in, but was able to bring, you know, U.S. Marine Corps and, and Under Armour in and, and, you know, some smaller local brands as well. Um, so yeah, I loved it. And I agree ahead of my time. Yeah. If only, man. If only. That would have been kind of cool. Netflix existed back then, right? But I, I think it's just a really cool, again, just a kind of a tie-in to you know, what we're, we're going to get to in a second with Player Pager, but just how you were able to see the fact that there there is this industry, not industry, that's a bad way to say it, but there's this whole, I mean, all of these football players coming out of New York City that we don't really pay attention to too much like you're always thinking they're coming from the south it's texas it's florida Mm -hmm. it's california it's you know some of these you know the north carolinas of the world but new york and new jersey it's a hotbed uh for football and and for basketball like if rutgers only was able to keep one tenth of the amount of talent i go to i went to rutgers of course so that's kind of why i'm always salty about it but they were able to keep one tenth of the talent that came out of this area an absolute national powerhouse and it wouldn't even be a question i mean you see all the time all these kids granted i can't really blame them if you're from new jersey new york you want to get the hell out of the cold weather uh, so i can't really blame those kids but we could hopefully figure out one of these days how to keep some of them home man Rutgers, uh that would be kind of fun but that's it is what it is so i guess with that like with that show with that documentary as you were saying your, your naivete kind of took over and allowed you to do something like this how did it I mean, eight seasons, it fared pretty well. Like, wh- how did that help you in your journey up to where you are? Like, learning these stories and understanding to get the wheels turning on something down the road in the future that might come, which obviously did. It's it's player pager, which we'll get to. But how did, like, how did those wheels start to turn further than just let me continue to follow these kids with incredible stories around and kind of show the world what else New York City is capable of? Yeah, I, you know, I when I was in that world, and I was like fully immersed in that world. I was going to practice. I was, I was, you know, going there early before games, traveling like to Staten Island because I was with Canarsie High School here in Brooklyn, which is a, a very storied um, public school football program for those that know. Um, they had they had some tough times. They're certainly coming back, but you know, I got to know the kids. 
I got to see firsthand the challenges that these kids had. And there was a, there was a lot, there was a lack of information for these kids and a lack of opportunity for them to promote themselves. Um, that was not in any way, shape or form an indictment of the coaches that were around these kids. Those coaches are working their ass off and they love those kids and they do everything they can for those kids for the most part. But, you know, New York is not a high school town. New York is a pro town. Like New York's not even a college town. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, and so high school is really far off the radar. But what I realized once I plugged into that community is the passion that's in that community, even though there's not a lot of media coverage and the local newspapers kept scaling back their high school coverage. Years ago, there used to be a game of the week on Channel 11 of high school, public school, PSAL football. And, you know, solely but surely like, you know, Budgets got tighter and they scaled back. And there's virtually no high school coverage in New York these days. It's crazy. So, But these kids were looking to me as if I had information for them. Just because I had a camera in my hand and I was like an adult, right? And they thought I could, you know, give them advice about training or recruiting or, you know, how do they market themselves. And it, it just, it really bugged me that there were some apps and websites at the time that were out there that are offering these things to kids selling them the dream that we can help you get recruited, we can help you, you know, get exposure, but it's going to cost your parents a couple thousand dollars, generally speaking, if not more. And I mean, it's just not fair. Like, it's just not an option. Parents don't have that money. And even if they do, it's a lot of money to plunk down that's probably not going to be very effective. So I had had in my head for a while, like, man, it would be great if there was a, a, a place, an app, a social network that kids could plug into for free and get support and get mentorship. And then one of my friends here, a guy by the name of Deval Ellis, he was a Brooklyn football player, walked on to Hofstra University when Hofstra was playing football before they cut their program, was, was in the wide receiving court with Marquez Colston. He went All-American, walked on to the Detroit Lions, or undirected free agents, I, I should say, stuck in the NFL as a five foot ten wide receiver for four years. And he came back with mentoring kids in Brooklyn training and mentoring kids in, in actually in Canarsie as well. And so we, we were just kept talking about like, how can we, how can we provide support for these kids that need it and, and democratize the information that there are some places that are sitting on and putting it behind the paywall. Just didn't feel right about that. And, and one of our New York City kids is real, obviously where it started, but it's kind of extrapolated out. We want all kids of all sports now to be able to, you know, learn, maximize their potential is what we say on the app player pager. We want them to maximize their potential with knowledge, virtual mentorship we give, you know, uh, the ability to build a recruiting resume and market yourself. So over time, we took baby steps, baby steps, baby steps, and built this to the place that we actually, you know, were able to get significant investment and be able to build an app that we feel good about now had a few iterations that we didn't feel great about it, but these were MVP versions, you know, went to the world and we started, you know, building our brand and learning. So um, that's when we started getting to know the kids and seeing from the, that there was a gap in what they needed and what they were being provided. Yeah. And I think it's, it's because you've been able to figure out where that gap lies I think again is is why I think the app and and just the the company and what you're trying to do the mission is really just help these kids understand and and just put themselves out there a little bit more right I mean when you and I first spoke I have a younger cousin 
also by the name of Michael. And he puts up a lot of videos of himself, right. you know, training for football and, and getting ready and doing what he needs to do. And, you know, I think he's 12, 13 years old, whatever it is. And it's just one of those things where, especially this younger generation, I mean, they grew up with camera phones in their hand. Like I, I got one when I, you know, finally a uh, freshman in high school, I think, um, or maybe even later than that was the first one with a camera on it. So we're not as comfortable on it. Or I mean, I mean, I am a not. camera. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was like three megapixels, right? Right. So, um, you know, it's just interesting kind of seeing. And so I guess with that, so you kind of see all this stuff, but when does the light bulb go off and say, Hey, like these kids need help. I think I can provide them that help. Let me go find a bunch of money to build all this stuff. Right. Like there's, there's a lot of stuff that's involved, I guess. At what point were you just like, this is what we want to do. As you said, there's many iterations. There's a lot of things that went along as well. At what point were you like, this is my next step. This is the next logical step in this journey of not just helping promote these kids, but really giving them the opportunity to help promote themselves. Yeah, I was, you know, what had happened was I got, I got frustrated with needing to find my own sponsorship for the PBS show. I ended up bounced over to NBC and worked at NBC as a producer for about 18 months and then got laid off there as is the cycle that happens, I find, I found. And then I was like, I, I, was, I just missed the high school world. I missed that energy. I was working on the show. I was great people. I realized I, was, I didn't, I was missing that energy and that passion. And right at that time, I somehow stumbled across that you could actually purchase for about $1,000, a pre-built social network. Now, I didn't realize how, I was, at first I was like, this is the answer to all my problems. <laughs> it was not the answer to all my problems. What, it, are it, you it, kidding? It, thousand bucks for an app and you're good to go? <laughs> right. It was a desktop version and it was built, written in PHP and I'm not a tech guy, but I, you know, I found out quickly that PHP was a, a dying language People had my, were migrating away from that and very clunky. So, but it, it allowed me to actually get something live. I had offshore developers customizing it and I knew nothing about developers and managing the development team at that point. So I was really flying blind at the point. But really what it allowed me to do was create a video of, of a pitch video of what I wanted to, to be able to deliver and tell the story in a video which was powerful. And that um, allowed me to team up with a friend that kind of lost contact with, David Todd. And he got super excited when he saw the video. He saw the vision and saw the passion of what we could do for kids. And he got excited. And Dave is a finance guy, um, um, Harvard Business and Wall Street, Goldman Sachs guy for many years, and also ESPN radio guy. So he had you know, a unique combination of skills as well. And was able to come in and you know bring money, bring financing and behind this. And at that point, we could really accelerate it and grow from a desktop version, which was in a super small beta just in New York City, to a, an app. Now, again, it was a very MVP version of the app, but we took another step forward, right? And we grew what we were doing, and, and we started to expand to Pittsburgh. He's based in Pittsburgh and built some relationships with Pittsburgh schools. Again, stayed in only high school football because that was our, you know, was our bread and butter. Um, but that that was really like my moment when I realized, like, oh, there is something out there that was a, that was within reach that I can at least start the process. And I've always been a big believer, like, like 
if you, if, you know, once you start doing something, you move yourself out of the 99% of people who are talking about doing it mm -hmm. into the 1% of people who are actually doing it. And when you get yourself into that 1%, that's when things can happen for you, right? It's hard to make something happen if you're just talking about it. Once you start doing it, people see that you're doing it. People, hopefully it's a good project. People like what you're doing and they want to help and participate and grow with you. So, you know, that's the threshold. Once I got to that point, I wouldn't say it's been easy. Every step of the way is hard, but it allowed us to grow and move forward. So that was the critical moment is when, like, the moment that I was able to move forward, find the first ability, that first step, that was the critical moment. Yeah, I mean, how many people, everybody claims they have a million dollar idea, right? I think everybody does have a million dollar idea. It's just you have the million dollar execution of it. Uh, I think that's the right. important part. And no, nobody does. Uh, I think that's the, you know, you are in that 1% that actually tried to push something like this forward. And you got the finance, you did what you need, you put your own money up, then you're obviously able to connect with a friend and find the financing to really accelerate this process. So I guess, tell us about it. Like, um, you know, as you were saying before, this is a way for, for high school athletes. And now, you know, there's there's a bigger uh, swath of, of people that can get involved in something like this. So I guess start with, you know, what it was and then, you know, an extra five years into the future, what it is now. Yeah. So we consider ourselves a positive social network, but we're more than that. We certainly have a feed and you can post videos and comment and like and stuff like that. But really what we, we, we deliver is two things for kids right now. We have lots of plans to add more things, but we're trying to be small and focused. So we deliver two things. First, we deliver a daily message, a daily mentor message, which we call a Max Potential Series. It's a short video that Deval Ellis, who's, who's my guy from Brooklyn, Deval is, has grown from being, a mentor, being an NFL player to being a mentor in sports. He's now one of the leads on like a Tyler Perry show, Sisters on BET. He's got a million Instagram followers. He does a reality show with his family. He always wanted to become an actor, you know, in front of the camera. So he's a great example of using football and using sports to get to what he wants to be. Even if, of course, he wanted to be in the NFL, mm -hmm. but he wanted to achieve something else. So DeVal's very smart guy, very passionate guy. And he's kind of our anchor of our mentorship series. So every morning when a kid wakes up, pop on their phone, get a short daily affirmation about how to think about life. Life lessons that certainly are granular enough to apply to sports, but are also big enough to just to apply to life and every aspect of life. And you know, a lot of things are simple, but things that you and I would know. Choose wisely who you surround yourself with. That's our theme of the week this week. So DeVal kicks it off on Monday. We have other uh, mentors. Morgan Jones is a, is a, was a McDonald's All-American, great basketball player. She you know, has, has a day. She does videos. We're bringing more people on board. We do some curated stuff from YouTube that we think is powerful and can you know, empower athletes, inspire, and motivate them. Keep it all clean. We're a clean platform. So we try to kind of what we say is we want to uh, uh, work on build your mental game to help you elevate your physical game. It's kind of how we pitch it to kids. Mm -hmm. Now, but that's kind of the vegetables, maybe, the stuff that's good for you in our platform. What, what we also offer kids, which is quite frankly the bigger, bigger motivator, is the ability to build a recruiting resume, as we call it. And on your player page, player pager is kind mm -hmm. of like, in, honestly, it was a certain degree of 
what was available, URL was available, and I was coming up with the name. But it worked out because player pager, I figured that I would kind of harken back to the old beepers, the old pagers. And the idea, at least that's the way I spun it, that if you need to contact, if you're a college coach and you need to contact a player, you want to find a player or you're a member of the media or a fan, you can go to player pager and find them there and contact them there. So that's player page. But if you build your player page, this is your athletic resume, and you can build, you can add your highlights, which is like the main currency mm-hmm. in recruiting, right? Your game film. But as you were saying, your your nephew films himself working out, doing drills, doing trick shots. What I what I knew a couple of years ago, and it's interesting because COVID came up, and now it's accelerated all of it, is that recruiting is going to move virtual because kids all have phones and they love filming themselves doing sports, mm-hmm. working out. And there's no place for kids to organize everything in one calling card, one resume to show college coaches, to show fans, mm-hmm. boys, girls, whatever. And so we've offered something where you can add your resume, where you add your highlights, your game film. And then we have a section we call prove your moves, which is, Prove your moves to college coaches, prove your athleticism, prove why you should be considered to get a scholarship on the next level. And this is where we encourage kids to show your footwork drills, right? Show your high jump, show your vertical, show your strength in the, in the weight room, show whatever they want to show that makes them look like a good athlete, a value add to a college team. They can put that there. And that's not out there. And, you know, it's, it's, it's coming and COVID has accelerated this now. Mm-hmm. Because college coaches, it's a dead period. They can't even go visit kids in person. So we're, we're excited about that. And we think we help a lot of kids, kids that were hurt, kids that lost seasons to COVID, kids that didn't get enough playing time, maybe because there was somebody better in front of them. They didn't get to play. They didn't get game films. So we're excited about that. Kids seem to be buying into it. And they're excited about that. So we feel really good. But that's like a brand new feature, really, that we just got live about two weeks ago. So it's still brand new to us. Wow. Yeah, that it is it is such a cool concept, right? You know, creating that resume. And also I wanted to say, I mean, you're you know, dealing with like 18, 19 year old kids. Do they even know what a beeper is or a paper? They do not. The name's kind of lost on them, yeah. but the people that will potentially recruit them probably have some understanding yeah. of what a paper but you is. Know what so I, mean, I take that some kids do because they watch old movies. They okay. watch movies like juice old movies like where there's beepers and there's drug dealers with beepers you know what I mean like so the kids, some kids are familiar with it but a lot are certainly not I like so it yeah, or, or shows with like doctors shows with doctors I think still had beepers right, in it. right. right. doctors had beepers that's, as well. that's, that's right. about it I think they've all kind of gotten rid of them naturally but I just think that the, the, the no. concept of it and the, and the opportunity to allow these kids to help themselves too right like if you want to be more proactive in your search for a college and, and, and a college searches for you, frankly, you can. I mean, we ha- all have film, right? We all have a camera in our pocket that pretty much shoots like 4K at this point, whatever. So you can get mm-hmm. that. That's easy. And coaches have always watched film. It's just the fact that now it has to turn essentially exclusively virtual because of the pandemic and, and coaches not being able to go out. Many schools aren't playing, which is extremely unfortunate. I mean, we're seeing colleges not playing. We're seeing high schools and, and grade schools not playing. If there's a way to show your motivation and, and your work ethic and, and what you're trying to do as a student athlete, I think that part is very important. And I know one thing that we spoke about and, you know, you, you really focus in on high school football players, even from freshman year to senior year, 
you're going to have most likely that growth spurt. You're going to get significantly bigger. And to see that over a period of time allows coaches to kind of envision that story a little bit more, not just, oh, all of a sudden, here's this 18-year-old kid who's now like 6'5", 250. Like, where did you come from? It's like, well, you can see where I came from. This is what I was doing. And you could kind of see that if I just got that size, I then would have the ability to make these plays and do these types of things. So I think that part of it is really cool too, to kind of see that evolution of the player over time. And again, you know, getting kids that are even younger, I know there's a specific age we have to stop at, of course, but mm-hmm. getting kids that are younger, you can continue to see that. And it's also more motivating for them, right? Putting something out there into the world. Now there's some accountability factor involved too. So you have the motivation coming from guys like DeVal and, and, and more and, and females like Morgan. And then you have the opportunity that you put that information out there. This is what I want to do. This is what I'm trying to accomplish. I think I don't remember the statistic. I'm going to butcher it. So whatever, but people that write down a goal are x percent more likely to complete the goal than people than that just say it to themselves so by putting it out there naturally you're increasing your opportunity there as well too so i just think the platform is really awesome i think what you guys are doing is really cool especially obviously in the world that we're living now it's really unfortunate but i still think that the opportunity is there i guess with that what have been some of the successes that you've seen obviously these are new features that just came out a couple weeks ago so you know that is what it is but what are some of the successes that you've already seen over the last few years with this app being live and allowing it to be within New York City Pittsburgh as well I'm sure other places around the country it's just kind of spread organically but what are some of the successes that have come along with it yeah well I mean you're right and, and a big part of what we're talking what we want to do is we want kids to advocate for themselves mm-hmm. because there's not enough time in the day for adults, coaches, parents to advocate for the kids. And it's more it's probably more powerful for a college coach to hear from an athlete themselves directly. Obviously, if your coach is like, mm-hmm. your high school coach tells a college coach, I got a guy or a girl you got to look at. Um, that's powerful. But the, the athlete advocating for themselves, you know, taking, taking the responsibility and being mature enough to approach a college coach to say, this is who I am. And, you know, it's important to me that you see who I am. So I've gone through and put myself on film. Kids have responded to that and kids really get that. Now, again, this is just brand new live. I will say that in the last couple of years, we filmed a lot of games because my background in this, Mm -hmm. my TV show, City Gridiron came from filming games on the sidelines. I was in the in the timeout huddles, like I got really good access because I was just embedded with these schools. So I got great film and was able to help kids get scholarships because I had great looking film on them that we would put highlights together and they would be able to send to college coaches. So I've had that success on a smaller level, right, in New York at a very personal, intimate level because it was me doing the filming. But so now we're trying to expand it so that everybody can, you know, can create a resume for themselves, tailor it to exactly what they do well and feature their strengths as an athlete so that just it. And as an old expression in sports, film don't lie, right? And that really is a plot applicable game film. Mistake of it, on the, in the game, the game film is going to show it. But the same thing counts for these workout videos, these prove your move videos. Film don't lie. If you can show, you know, what your, you know, bench press is, or what your vertical jump is, you know, or, or, or what what your footwork skills look like, how fast your feet move on film to a coach, that's important and that's powerful because coaches more than likely than not will never see that from you unless they have to come to your school and see you out. That's what 
kids really are excited about. And it's interesting, the coaches are really excited, the high school coaches are really excited about this also because they see value it can add to their team. So we are now doing like Zoom seminars with teams to kind of tell them how this can work for them, coach them up and how they can make a resume, how they can build their brand. That's another kind of big, you know, um, big, big element of what we're doing. We want kids to be cognizant of the brand, cognizant of how they present themselves on social media, not post dumb stuff on Twitter or Instagram or Snapchat, anything. Like everything can get tracked back to you and you can lose the opportunity for a scholarship. So we're really focused on trying to help kids build their personal brand. And I think what kids really resonate the most with of what we're talking about is they feel like we're there to support them. Like this is a platform we are player first. Power to the players is our mission statement and and, and so we're still small. We're still growing. We've been around. We've been growing. But you know, in the grand scheme of things, we're, we think we're still in mile one of this marathon. Like, we have a lot of growth to, to go. But the kids feel that, you know, there's, I think the kids feel pure intent on our part. And they smell the authenticity from myself, from Morgan, from our Deval, our whole team. Um, and smell that we're authentic in our wanting to help them. And that's really... That's been our biggest victory so far, I think, just because, I, you know, we're still growing and we still got a lot to accomplish. So mm -hmm. we feel great about what we've got so far. Yeah. And you have more things in the pipeline, obviously. And one reason that we are having this conversation today is because you are having you're helping host a combine on October mm -hmm. 24th in New York somewhere. I can't remember the exact place. I'll let you kind of uh, give give the details. But because of these college coaches not being able to see so many of these high school athletes play in person, many of them, you know, aren't able to play due to, you know, restrictions. You guys decided to put on a combine for these high school athletes, for college coaches to come see them. Because while we all, when we think of college football, I watched the Bama Georgia game, you know, I watched Clemson just kind of, you know, put up 70 points this weekend, but there are so many other opportunities. There's, there's many other schools. There's, there's half scholarship opportunities. There's opportunities for these kids that normally wouldn't have the ability to go to college now. Hey, maybe they're not going to go play in the NFL or be, you know, one of the best in college football, but they can go get an education and utilize football as that platform and then move forward just in their lives in general, which I think is you know, always, always missed when we talk about college sports. It's like, oh, well, Duke and Kentucky basketball, Bama football. It's like, well, actually, there's like hundreds of schools out there that can allow these kids to get a leg up and opportunity and access that they wouldn't have had before by playing. So talk to me a little bit about the combine that you guys are putting together and, and having come up in the next couple of days. Yeah, we're really excited about this. Uh, so friends of mine, um, um, guys that are about you, uh, George Lanise and Alex comes at About You. About You is a Queens-based not-for-profit that is is really focused and has been for the last two years, really focused on physical training of kids, academic training of kids, and SAT prep. And all of that kind of funnels into career, thinking about your career and getting internships at companies and getting these kids that are not going to play pro ball, but hopefully can get a, themselves in a position to get a scholarship and get a college education for free, get them into the workforce. So th these guys came up with the idea, and they reached out to their friends at the Harlem Jets, Jamel Wright at the Harlem Jets. The Harlem Jets are the, the, probably the biggest youth program in New York City, youth football program. 
they've cheerleading, they've lacrosse, they've grown into other sports as well. And uh, the, the Harlem Jets are huge and a tremendous organization. So they partnered together. Uh, we were lucky enough to partner with them as well to be like the media component, the film component, and the distribution outlet to help get film out on all these kids. So the concept is we are going to have 300 of the top New York City football players. And we may very well be expanding to other sports. We're starting with football. And the, the problem here is that New York City canceled all football due to COVID this fall. So we've got, you know, generation of that are losing a year of film. Now, it's obviously critical to the seniors, super critical to the juniors as well, the 11th graders, and 8th and 10th and 9th graders are losing film and, you know, development as well. But more than that, they're losing the opportunity to have something positive to do for 20 to 25 hours a week, every week. And what's going to fill that void? So there's a real inequity gap here, uh, which we are all motivated to try to help close and address in just at least a small degree. So we invited 300 top football kids, all different high schools, all across the five boroughs. And we are also bringing some Westchester kids in as well. The venue is going to be Archbishop Stepanak High School, which is a Catholic school in White Plains. Those guys have been fantastic, and they've partnered on this also. They're, they have a great facility there, beautiful field, beautiful school. Um, and we are going to bring kids there, 100% COVID protocols, staggered in smaller groups. Kids will be in pods, and every kid will do positional workout drills. Every, kids will, have, will be wearing masks during their drills, I would like to point out. Masks 100% of the time. They're not long drills. They're short bursts, so no one's going to faint for lack of oxygen. But we, kids will go through NFL-style combine drills. They're going to have like five, six cameras there capturing every kid's reps and then we are going to deliver that film to the kids on our app player pager they will put that on their recruiting resume under their moves and we have over a hundred colleges agreed to participate there will be a virtual uh, a live link for a live stream they can watch the live stream they can watch the archive live stream and they will also get access to all of our film which will be close personal cut-ups of each kid going through his reps, including some one-on-ones. So this is hopefully going to fill of the games that these kids lost because these are pre-vetted kids. We will you know, be able to you know, show colleges what their GPAs are to make sure that they're qualified for scholarships and be able to show how they move. They can prove their moves to college coaches, show their athleticism. So we feel like this is, you know, a win across the board. Uh, colleges are very interested and excited about this because they feel like there's untapped talent here this year because they can't visit. There's, a, as I said before, there's a dead period until at least January 1st. It's probably going to extend where the NCAA is not allowing its coaches to go in person to see kids. So with no film, no games in New York, and no, no ability to visit kids, kids can't get recruited. So, you know, you're talking about a lot of the rest of the country, these regions are playing sports. So who, if you're a college coach, are you going to take a kid that has game film or are you going to take a kid that doesn't? You're obviously going to take a kid that you have film on. There's just more data to make your assessments on. So we're trying to help close that gap by getting film to colleges and help kids that we think are you know, deserving and vetted by their high school head coaches that have been nominating them, get them an opportunity to get exposure 
and, you know, hopefully have the chance to change the trajectory of their family if they can go to college. And a lot of these kids are first person in their family to ever go to college. So we're really excited about it. A lot of moving parts, as you can imagine, but uh, I'm sure there'll be some kinks, but we will work it out. We'll make everything happen. And there's already plans. We're getting calls from Boston. They want to do one. We're talking about doing one in Northern California. California's not playing as well. We're going to do another one in the spring, a bigger one here as well. So great people, great intention. And, you know, we think we're going to get some great football players out there and get some film, hopefully get some kids some scholarships. That is amazing, man. I just think it's such a cool way of going about it too. Obviously, again, you know, going from, you know, watching some of these New York City kids and their stories to then saying, hey, well, there's a huge market here to allow them to market themselves. And now being, you know, again, just because, uh, you know, let's, I, I, for lack of a better term, I always try and take advantage of bad situations, right? We can sit at home, we can do nothing, or we can go out and try and change the world a little bit. And that seems like that's Mm -hmm. what you're trying to do. One kid at a time, of course, but it sounds like if you're going to be able to, and yes, there will be kinks. Like, let's be very honest. You're dealing with eight kids. Like, come on. If there's not yeah. kinks, you didn't do enough. But, um, you know, the opportunity to help them get some of that film, help them. As you said, I think the important part is that, you know, they're not playing sports that's 25 hours a week. You know, I, I was 18 once. I'm not going to say some of the shit I did, but I was 18 once. I, I know, Adam, you were yeah. as well. So, you know, we we did some stuff. Uh, so, you know, I think it's it's just important that, you know, if there's that opportunity to get them that scholarship, and yes, this is just going to be an unfortunate situation for so many kids in New York City and all around the country, of course. But if there's still that opportunity to help them, as you said, and then potentially start to go around the country a little bit and do what you need to do there, I think it's absolutely incredible. And and again, kudos kudos to you guys for being able to put this together. Thank you for taking time. I'm sure Monday you have a lot of stuff on your calendar. Uh, I know you're peaking right now in the middle of this show, so we do appreciate it again. And hopefully I can help get the word out a little bit more. But where is is there a website? people can go to, to to find out a little bit more information is is there you know is it only for kids in new york city or is it the surrounding area talk to me a little bit about that so it's invite only because you know we, we have familiarity in these spaces and you get flooded with people just you know registering so we wanted to try to vet the kids and so what we've done is we've gone to the head coaches of all these programs which we all of us have great relationships with they've kind of nominated their top kids uh, George at About You, not myself, reviews the film and assesses who should get invited. So I'm happy to keep myself out of that process. I'm just a good guy here capturing film and you know helping the kids. So, um, but yeah, they can search. Twitter is is, is the primary um, uh, method of communication there. So uh, at Showcase underscore V because it's called the uh, uh, Elite V Elite Five Showcase uh, Five meaning five boroughs. Think there's going to be we're going to do some top five awards for each position as well to kind of fold that in um you know it's predominantly new york city kids there were certainly some westchester kids kind of the catholic school there's a public school football league and there's a catholic school football league there are some catholic school football league teams that play in the city and then there's some teams that play in westchester and long island so we've kind of circled some of those schools in as well just because they're in that same world mm-hmm. um but and i i keep talking about football but just to be clear our app player pager is all sports we are you know morgan's a basketball person uh coach Rika's a soccer person we're bringing baseball people on uh so and what we like to say is we're sport agnostic as far as our mentorship videos max potential videos and about what the player can do on that um sometimes you know we talk in terms of one sport versus another but we are sport agnostic so you know we believe we can provide the same value to any athlete whether it's a you know 
uh, a girl who plays golf in high school in Indiana, or you know, a boy who plays basketball in Portland. So, um, um, so yeah, Elite Five Showcase on Twitter. You can obviously also hit a player pager, player underscore pager uh, at Twitter, and uh, player pager on Instagram as well. I love it. And I'll make sure to have all of those links for people to go ahead and follow those. I'll also have a link to download the app, uh, which you can get right on your your phone, of course. Where else are you going to get it? And I just want to point one last thing out before we do leave. I think one one thing that you did that might seem underrated but is extremely important is for any of these kids that are on the app and they have their they, they're showing their moves and they have their film, they have their resume, they can share that their page specifically with any of these coaches or really anybody and you don't have to have the app to view the page i know it sounds right. simple and i know it sounds like michael why did you bring that up who cares if no. if there's less barrier to see something more people are going to see it if you're going to say here look at my page and then it says oh you have to download this app so many people are going to say no i'm not going to download that app but if you say hey look at my page here it is and you can just click a link and you can see the entire thing and you can see everything that it has to offer I think that especially as a fledgling company, as a, as, as a new company that's doing something, well, it sounds so simple. And so kind of like, why are you bringing this up? I think especially, again, who are we dealing with? We're dealing with 17-year-old kids and we're dealing with 45-year-old coaches. Very huge <laughs> gap there. Yes, they both understand each other a little bit, but that's because they have to, probably not because they want to. So I think that that part is pretty important. I just think, again, I wanted to plug that in there. So I will have um, links to download the application. I will have all those social links. I'll have the websites and anything that else that Adam would like me to share. But man, this was awesome. I really, I think we covered just about everything, right? Think so. We did a pretty darn good job. I think we did a pretty darn good job. So make sure to go follow Adam on everything. Actually, can we follow? Where can we follow you personally? Uh, yeah. So I, um, I am, I am on Instagram. I am Adam Salazar two seven twenty seven. I'm sorry. Adam Salzer 27. And um, uh, on Twitter, I am Adam Salazar. You know what? I'm really not good on Twitter. I'm going to get those links. Just send me the links. That's perfect. Awesome. Thank you, everybody. I'm on the player page or links handles, not my own. Much, yeah. Build build that brand. You you did a pretty good job with your indie films. And uh, Adam is actually going to be sending me his indie film that never got released or kind of released. So very excited for that. But no, Adam, sincerely, this was awesome, man. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Michael. Absolute pleasure. Appreciate it. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks.